everybody this is ellis and you all listening to a new episode of undefined truth and as usual we have amber with us what's going on amber hey y'all hey happy new year happy new year <laughs> we made it man yeah we did Grace- graciously <laughs> what's been going on with you uh everything been smooth and then uh um i had a lot of uh blessings come in at 21 so just getting the swing of yeah. The greatness welcoming all in to yeah. come embrace it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a great, great start so far. So, yeah, hopefully it continues. Too. It will. I'm, I'm very <laughs> optimistic. 2021, I feel, like I always say, I feel like 2020 was a year of revelations. And mm-hmm. now we know we know where we stand right. you know, with our family, friends, coworkers. Yes. And, you know, like everyone. Lot, we've learned a lot of things. Yep. So now we just... Uh, know how to move on yeah just go yeah. with it we, we can handle anything that comes our way yeah so. man we've been talking about this topic for a long time and i'm so happy we have a special guest that we have with us today because i don't think there's nobody else that can really break this down you know i'm really glad that we were able to we we're patient as yes to have a person like this yes she is a certified relationship and sex therapist mm-hmm. licensed a mental health counselor she actually owned a group practice called Cape Coral Therapists in Florida. And um, one of the interesting, she's a couple intimacy retreat business and called Vacation Counseling. What? It's nobody else but Dr. April Brown. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brown. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Yes. I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, happy to have you, Dr. Happy Brown. Happy to have you. How's it going over there in Florida? Oh, it's going very well. The weather is nice and warm and yes. Thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So uh, one thing I really find interesting when I first uh, learned about you was how you were, you know, on your show, bringing intimacy back. And I thought that was like an intricate part of a conversation that we need to have in present day culture. And I wanted to first just ask you, like, what does self-intimacy actually mean? And if you can just and, and what got you into this field? Let's start from there first. What got you into this field that you are right now? What got me into the field was I actually have an accounting background. So that's oh, what I was doing. Okay. Yes, yes. It's working numbers and stuff. But then um prayed about it. I wasn't really happy about it. And God told me to think about being a counselor. And I was like, no, I just don't like people. I don't know about that. But I um I have a deep faith. So right. I just applied to one school and got in. That's and good. um what yes, and when I started off with counseling. I really wanted to start in the sense of helping people get um, educated. And so school counseling was my first. Then I fell into the mental health counseling. And then through counseling so many people, I realized we missed the connection with ourselves. Yeah. Which is the self-intimacy that we're talking about. Intimacy right. means intimate, you see. It's that connection. And right. we miss the connection with our higher power and with, um, you know, our loved ones and stuff. Because we're so into technology. It's like right. technology here, technology there. But to sit and truly be intimate yeah. with yourself or with other people, it's difficult for most of us. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. I have to be honest, prior to now, whenever I hear the word, the, the first time I heard the word self-intimacy, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is sex. Yes. And right. a lot of people have right. that misconception that intimacy right. is, is more than just sex. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. and in your own words, based on your experience, what is actually self-intimacy? So self-intimacy is that strong connection with yourself, knowing yourself, mm-hmm. number mm. one, accepting yourself. Okay. Do you know how many people hate themselves or talk bad about themselves? I mean, that, you, right. you should never, ever do that. So it's that connection. 
So um, the self-intimacy or the masturbation is it's one part, but it's not everything of self-intimacy. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's spending time with yourself. It is appreciating yourself. It's valuing yourself. Right, that's true. It's that self-care, yes. Yeah, because yeah. because I gotta be honest with you, Doctor Brown. Especially from the men, that the first thing that come to our mind is their masturbation when we say self intimacy. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying right. like the way it is. Like, I guess right. I'm speaking from the layman uh, layman terms. You know, mm-hmm. like you're just thinking about oh, self intimacy. Okay, now I gotta please myself. You know, I, but uh, the more I learned about it and I read right. about it, and and uh, I realized that it was really deep and how so many things that we don't even acknowledge about the role that we play when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. self, when it comes to intimacy in general and um, and how that, you know, translate into our relationship. And oftentimes I feel like we tend to uh, lay the blame on our partners and uh, but not looking in, inward, like what we're doing, or the contributions that we're making to improving s- sexual health in mm-hmm. a relationship, you know? Right. So, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, yes. And you're right. We blame our partners for not satisfying us or um, that we're not feeling connected and that kind of stuff. But in all honesty, if you yourself don't know how to, um, where your arousal spots are, yeah, what satisfy you, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you don't value yourself, then how can you expect someone else to value you? You know, and you're with yourself, yeah, that's true. Amber once said something, she said, um, you know, nobody knows better than you how to please yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so right. and I want to quickly ask Amber, um. What did you mean by that statement? What was your own? I want to know what that meant to you. And maybe Dr. Brown can tell us you know, a little bit more about that. But what what does that mean to you when you said nobody can please you better than yourself? Um, so I was speaking to it on like a sexual term um, yeah. to know yeah. like because we know all people. I don't know if I'm being too blunt here, but um, <laughs> yeah. women masturbate as well. So yeah. like knowing my spots and things like that, um, that's what I was speaking from as well as the self in- intimacy on the self. Like I have to have my self care days to be together, like loving myself and really knowing my wor- like when a woman knows her worth, that's like self love and knowing yeah. what to accept from someone else. So that's really what I was speaking of when I spoke about that. OK, is that true, Dr. Brown? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for, um, how can I put it? For females, many times, even in the sense of the body, many times we don't know our body. Mm-hmm. Men learn their body really young. They name their parts and that kind of stuff. But for women, many times we don't even know what our vagina looks like. Exactly. We can pick it out, you know? And so, like she said, it's getting to know that, appreciating that, mm-hmm. yeah. but also appreciating your emotional side. Yeah. You know, your intellect, mm-hmm. spending time with self-care. All of that arouses us and creates wonderful intimacy. That's true. That's true. But hey, I just got to say, Dr. Brown, as far as what you were saying just now, for the men, you know, the anatomy is just out there for the men. So yeah. it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. not a lot. To, yeah. There's not a lot to really study about that. You know, the first time I opened anatomy and physiology book, when I looked at the vagina, I was like, OK, this is going right. to take a while. Yeah. You know, this- so. <laughs> No, no, no. I get you. I was um, talking with someone and they have little boys and the boys was likely to playing with his um, penis. And you're right, because it's already out there. Mm -hmm. Girls, girls don't do that just because it's not out there. You're right. right. But it's important for us to teach our young ladies about understanding Mm -hmm. our bodies. Yes, that's true. And I wanted to ask you, um, you know, just looking at present day culture, what can you say just in general? What do you think we've become as far as intimacy? What's the culture like? 
it's the two-part question. What's intimacy like in present-day culture and how is self-intimacy, um, how can we promote that or what is it like for today's culture? I think in today's culture, we're based on a fear. We're afraid to connect to other people, to be vulnerable. I agree. Because part of it is insecurity. Mm. Yes, but part of it is we don't know who to trust. I mean, this culture right now, it's just so um, divisive. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And so that's part of it. But then the other part with social media and stuff, we compare ourselves. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So in in comparing yourself, you sometimes end up putting yourself down, which is ridiculous because you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Divorce you. Oftentimes when we compare ourselves, it leads to putting ourselves down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right. 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 So that decreases, of course, the self-intimacy. And it's scared to be vulnerable. You have to learn how to be vulnerable with yourself. And I'm not saying that you have to be open to everybody. Yeah. But yeah, you have to figure out who to trust and who you can be open. And that mean, does take time. I mean, it's kind of hard. You know, again, I'll just speak from the guy's perspective. And, uh, and, and you guys can tell me if it's different from, you know, from what I think. And um, oftentimes when we meet women, and of course we want to have sex, we want to have those pleasurable moments, but, um, you know, there's this thing where we, every, every partner is different. You know, some are, right. some, some are there to feed your ego. Some are there to make you feel comfortable. And there are others who don't necessarily speak on the experience. And it, it leaves a lot of men wondering, you know, what's, what's happened, you know. Now, I'll have to be honest with me, you know, I learned from a young age in my early adulthood, you know, that I'm me and that's what it is. That's what I bring to the table and it's nothing else can change about that. So whenever I meet a different partner, I, um, I'm somewhat confident about what I am and what I can bring to the table. You just got to be honest with yourself, realizing that you are not it all, no matter what you've heard. And is that a right approach? No relationship. Yes, because the one thing you put in there was that you know what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many people don't know their, their worth, what they're bringing to the table. Okay. So it starts there. So I think that's a very good thing. The second part, of course, is knowing what you really like. Okay. That's really important. You know, and so how to match those two things up. Yeah. Because sometimes we settle for things that maybe not make us feel comfortable or something we just don't like or whatever the case may be. Um, Does that make sense? That, that totally makes sense, Dr. Brown. So me and Amber, we've kind of had like a, a, like a little argument before about pornography. And I personally, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of pornography and I've never been, um, you know, the conversation is a little bit deeper as to why, you know, from my early teenagers, I was never really, I saw a lot of my, uh, teenage friends were so much into it, you know, that curiosity, but, um, I was never really a huge fan of it until, you know, I became an adult. Um, how damaging is pornography in a relationship And what are also the benefits of that? So pornography, um, it depends how it's used in a relationship and Mm. the honesty about it. In a relationship, you got to communicate about pornography. Sometimes couples can use it to get themselves aroused. You know, they watch something, they get aroused or they play. Because truly, when you're intimate, um, sexually, emotionally with someone, you're actually really just playing. Mm. That's what it's about. It's not so much 
so much focus on I've got to have this big orgasm, I got to have this and that, because then you get into your head. So you're really just playing. So sometimes people may use pornography just to play. And it's good to have that communication. Mm -hmm. When you use pornography and you're in a relationship and you're not communicating to your partner, it can kind of be kind of a little bit of selfishness or deceitfulness, or also it could go against the contract because every, every relationship you go into, there's some kind of a contract, Right. you know, whether it's spoken or non-spoken, there is a contract, you know? And so if your partner is totally against pornography and you're using it, and that can be a major conflict. Um, So that's important. The other part with pornography that I think can sometimes be um, rob a relationship a little bit is when you're watching pornography, most time it's pretty fast. Remember I said, when you have sex, you're really playing. So if you see something and you ejaculate and it's 30 seconds, you're done. Then when you get with your woman, you're wanting this fast thing and it's done. For most women, that's like, yeah, right. Is that it? Yeah, that's true. So, so that's part of it. Also, just those images. You know, sometimes when they see so much, then they want their partner to look a particular mm-hmm. way, yeah, or act a particular way. Yeah, and I, and, and I that wanted, may not be true. That's true. And I, I wanted to pose this question to Amber. What Doctor Brown just said as a woman, because I don't think I can ever understand that. I've heard that a lot. How men have different expectations based on what they watch on porn, like that kind of give them a false expectation. So from your experience, what do you think about that? Um, I agree with everything Dr. Brown said. It's just when, um, when me and my partner, we were very open and we communicated it and we liked, we played with it. So that was our role of using pornography in our relationship. So it was very, it was a fun thing to us. So we never clashed about it. We never, cause we were very open and on the same page. We were, um, emotionally sexually open about everything so it was a really good relationship when it came to using it i never had like a bad experience with the no so but do you think that's a thing where people expect you to be different from yes so i have friends who have partners that um watch pornography sneaking um like this in a deceitful way without you know they done got caught and doing it just not being honest with their partner and wanting them to change their bodies everything that dr brown said i didn't heard it from friends that's like like actually going through that going type of stuff. That. I just never personally experienced it myself in my relationships because it's different for everyone. Um, but you you do have to have that communication and everything. Do, do you partner. think part of the reason why you've never really experienced that is because of your personality? Because I, from ju- what I know personally, you have this welcoming spirit where no judgment, nothing is so easy. Uh, you know, you have a lot of guy friends and that's yeah. because you like that homie, you know? Yeah, yeah. So do you think that's part of why maybe people are that comfortable? Oh. Um. I don't know. I don't I, know. I mean, Dr. Brown, could we have could we have a point here? <laughs> because she's yeah, like she, because I, I, she's I, like that type of homie type of girl. Yeah, she's just so easy to get along easy. with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Because her being so open that um she draws people that are open and honest and are, are ready to say, Hey, this is what I do. Yeah. But sometimes if you're very close minded, um, partners may like, oh, I don't know if I can bring that up to my partner or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? oh, that makes so, sense. I never really Yeah, it's good to like be that. open. Yeah, it's yeah. good to be open in it. Is it ever healthy for a partner to sneak and watch pornography while in a relationship? Even um, sneaking? Yeah, because a lot of people do that without telling their partner. Um, so just to add to the question, so he says sneaking 
to watch it but if they're not getting what they're needing from the relationship sexually um is it oh is it ever okay <laughs> for them to sneak and watch okay. pornography mm, okay <laughs> Okay. Um, well, the first word was sneaking. And so sneaking is not okay. It's a, it's better to actually state to your partner, hey, I'm not getting fulfilled. This is just not working for me. You know, state it out. We're mm-hmm. having issues. State it out. That's, that's the um, most important part. Um, and yes, if you, because people need to release. <laughs> so, and I do know. <laughs> but that helps when mm-hmm. you release sexually, that helps makes you more productive mm-hmm. for many people. So, so that's helpful. Is there any, is there anything that's too much release? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes. You can get addicted to um, okay. sex and just release, release, release all the time. And, you know, and start doing this at work at inappropriate times and not getting your work done. Oh, yes. at that point, yeah. it's taking control it's of, your, yeah. Your, yeah. of yourself. Okay, that makes sense. And Dr. Brown, what would be your best advice as far as intimacy, particularly self-intimacy for someone who is in a long-distance relationship? Because we had an episode about long-distance relationship and uh, we had some un- unanswered questions in regards to like sex. So what would be your answer to that? Okay, so some couples even have a conversation about masturbation mm. in the sense that, yes, it's, it's okay. You know, if you want to masturbate, that's fine. So that may be something that a long distance relationship needs to have. Some people, of course, um, masturbate in front of their partner mm-hmm. or, mm, okay. you know what I'm saying? Having that. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, also with technology, there's a lot of technology where you can, you know, of course, Zoom like this. But there's also technology and instruments where um, you have the control over an instrument that your partner has mm-hmm. right. in your long-distance relationship. Okay. The main part is communicating. If you're in a long-distance relationship, right. That's true. talk about it. It, it, yeah. it always comes down yes. to communication. That's true. I know that we are fortunate to have technology, you know, to take advantage of, you know, these sort of things. But do you think that could also be... Um, a problem for long distance because I don't know, this is just a weird random thought. I'm thinking about me as a person. Uh, it has to flow in a way. Things just, It has to be in a certain mood, you know, for me to really enjoy sex, right? I'm thinking, let's say, for example, you know, I know this is kind of far-fetched and extreme, but maybe we got on Facebook or whatever and start streaming and we're looking at each other and do things. And for some reason, Facebook is not working right. Now we got to switch to WhatsApp mm-hmm. and, and maybe, oh, WhatsApp is messing up. Not good connection. No, <laughs> let, you know what? Let's just go to, let's just do Instagram uh, video call. And at that point, I'm the kind of guy that by the time we get to Instagram, <laughs> I'm no longer interested. <laughs> and, right. and, and and it's kind of messed up to say, and I'll feedback. I probably will not even communicate that. And I, and I know it, it sucks to say that. I'm just being honest. I probably will not want to ruin the moment but mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the same because th- you know the the dynamics mm-hmm. and th- that constraint of technology is kind of just takes away the feel for me you know mm-hmm. and i know everybody's different right. so what do you think about that okay <laughs> so the first thing when you were going on this conversation i thought you were going on about um some men get jealous of vibrators and stuff that's really oh okay <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> you- <laughs> 
That is true. That's that is true. true. Definitely true. My ex was <laughs> like that. Yeah, he didn't. He hated. He and he introduced me to it. He hated it. So uh, maybe maybe because we're feeling sticking our place. Yeah. <laughs> said we was too close. So yes. But but I mean, especially if the st- if if the vibrator is a little bigger than ours, you know. Like, <laughs> that man. Yes, ego. but that's yeah. That's really just one of the toys. Um, you know, playing together. Yeah. And then the second thing you were saying, so I guess if you're starting to get heated, a, a couple is, and they're doing, I don't know, Zoom, yeah. and somehow that goes out and you end up um, ejaculating or having an orgasm without your partner knowing it. I mean, that's fine. Mm. Okay, that's also fine. So nobody should take <laughs> yeah, offense yeah, to yeah, it. Nobody <laughs> should be upset. <laughs> we're, just, we're just blaming on technology, yeah. not because we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, sometimes couples cannot... Um, Eject or have orgasms at the same time. And that's okay. okay. So, Doctor Brown, that leads me to the next question. In my entire life, I've had few partners where they couldn't get there. And in the beginning, I used to struggle a lot because I was thinking, "Okay, this is me. You know, it, this has got to right. be my problem. This is why. You know, and and I overworked myself because I felt like, man, the last person I was with, you know." That person was going off and all of that, but mm-hmm. this person don't even get there. And it took a while for me to understand that there are certain things that comes with that. Maybe the medical part of it, you know, maybe there's a condition, there's something, it could be different things. But I used to struggle with that, like, okay, why can't I get this person off? So when whenever we are in such situations as a man or as a woman, what advice do you give to that? You know, for, for especially for the women who takes longer to get off or who, or I even know some women who've never had orgasm. In their entire life. Right. Right. In, in all honesty, most women cannot have um, full orgasm. With oh, this, oh, this is a fact, Dr. Brown? Yeah. With the vagina. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yes. Okay. Yes. With straight sex, most women cannot have orgasms. Oh, okay. what do we do? I mean, I, what what do we do, Doctor Brown? Because I mean, I I didn't think I had so, a problem in this department, but I feel, I can always use a, a, a you know I can always use a help in this. Right, right, right. So most women, whether it's through using um, oral sex or fingers or whatever, yeah, just it's kind of how how their vagina is it's made because everybody's mm-hmm. vagina is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. That's yes, true. and how it's. Yes, yes. So it's how that is laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the main thing, going back to the full self-intimacy, is knowing your body. It's for her to know herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you know? uh, Do you think as we, as a partner, we also have a responsibility, again, from the man's side, to learn about the woman? Because I often tell some of my guy friends about this because I learned about, like you said, I learned later on that some women get off from, you know, penetration, some women get off from the finger, some like it's just a matter right. of knowing how their body works. Mm-hmm. So do you think right. it's somewhat a responsibility on our side to learn that? Yes, yes. It's a responsibility on both sides mm-hmm. to talk about it. Yeah. Not just do it, but to talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wanted to ask Amber this. Um, if you had that problem where the man doesn't know what to do, are you comfortable to teach him? Or tell him what you know because I wanted to know that before Doctor Brown answered. Like, are you okay to teach a man what they need to do with your body? Yeah, I'm actually going through that right now. 
because um, <laughs> I, I just can't like I'm super you know I'm super honest so yeah, it's like yeah. if it's boring then it's like I can't hide it if it's not like right. I can't fake it so I'd rather just have that heart get the hard uncomfortable conversation out the way and then make it fun for both of us because if I had a conversation with him and let him know like this is how I want to this is how what you need to do, how you need to do it, how it needs to be done. Um, then it'll be better than just thinking, letting him think in his mind that he just like out here killing it and it's not like working. So yeah, I'm I'm very comfortable with having that conversation. Okay. Yeah. And, and well, that, yeah. That, should that be a culture that say, we should promote, Doctor Brown, to let our women teach? Yes, the men? I, yes, I was saying I appreciate Amber for stating it and for mm-hmm. saying it because many women sometimes fake it in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, oh my gosh, it was so good. And they do all this and all that. And then, (laughs) but really they're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. Like it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's better in the beginning to talk about it. Yeah. To get it out the way, especially since it's still new. And then Dr. Brown, I have a question where I think the whole world is not sure on this question, but I want to ask this question. So uh, with, with your experience, now, I'm going to this question has something to do with squirting. I just want to know, is squirting a um, is it urine or is it a, just another liquid that comes from a woman body? Um, it's urine it's many times. Dang. So is urine. I kind of figured that. But then it's like you I'm get not, the, it's I'm like a so, very I'm not, I'm intense. I'm not so proud of my past with this answer. <laughs> So is it OK for women to do that on men? like, is that a, like an OK thing? Yeah, it's okay if people get excited about it, and and each of us have different flavors and different things that we like. Yeah. So if they like the squirting and the man gets all excited about it, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Wow. I just want to. So it is urine. So okay. urine is yeah. okay. So I have my answer from Dr. Brown. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I used to think I don't know if this is right. I used to think that whenever I get a woman to squirt, that that's like, oh, okay, I've reached the ultimate goal of giving her pleasure and is that right because i've heard that talk within guys they're like oh you know she's good because i even make her squirt mm-hmm. and i was i've always thought about this like okay just because we make her squirt does that mean she actually got there does that mean you know she was pleased not necessarily yeah because <laughs> sometimes our body may just react um remember i said it also depends on each person's level of pleasure mm-hmm. yeah so if she feels like she got there and she says she got there that's fine but that's not for all women. That's true. So I have a question from a friend when I told them about this episode and uh, they wanted me to ask, how often should a couple have sex and what is mm. too much? And I know that's such a broad, you know, question. <laughs> um, but, you know, since we have you in the house today, um, can you right. help us break that down a little bit in the interest of promoting good sexual health in a relationship? How often? Right. Yeah. How often? And that really, really, really depends on a person's age mm. <laughs> and everything else that's going on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But in the beginning, of course, people are new to each other and they're so excited and stuff. And so if you're dating someone and you're, you know, um, whatever, getting getting to know each other and all that kind of stuff, and you're not really having regular sex, um, of course, it's going to not be all that good because it's going to decrease as you guys get older. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're sexually compatible. 
Okay. In all honesty, it's probably good. At least a man needs to release at least two to three times a week. And it's also good for Amen. a woman to release. Okay. Yes. <laughs> a woman to release so that, two to three times. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and as now, but as women, we can have multiple orgasms. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. so that's good. But I don't want to say that, you know, definitely three times a week when people okay. have children, right. people have work, yeah. people have 50 million things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to um, also saying that sometimes if women are having a hard time having an orgasm, sometimes it's also medical things that may be going on. Yes, that that's true. Check out, whether mm-hmm. it's menopause or pain or a variety of things. So. Oh. Wow. And uh, there's a question Amber wanted to ask. Um, I'll let her go over that. Okay, Dr. Brown. So my question is, is self-intimacy important even if you're not in a relationship? Like, should someone establish that prior to being in a relationship, they should already have a self-intimacy together before they get with another person? Yes, I think so. It's important to know your body, number one. Okay. And number two, um, masturbation's okay because it releases. Mm-hmm. When you release, whether it's through masturbation, whether you are working out, um, that's, that decreases a lot of um, anxiety, a lot of frustration. It just calms your body. So I do think it's a good thing if it's okay with you, but some people um, may have uh, religious convictions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, and that's if, true. Yeah, and if that's against their religious conviction, you know, I'm not going to say that they should do it because then that causes other problems in their life. So. Right, 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 yeah. right. That's true. You know, just to follow up on her question, so what would be your advice? You know, what are some of the things that we need to do um, to promote self-intimacy prior to meeting a partner, um, being in a relationship? What are some of the things we need to be doing? To treat your body like if you were in a relationship, to even act yourself like if you're in a relationship. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To um, also... I'm a strong believer of never saying anything negative to yourself. And that's from, from all the aspects. Mm, okay. But also be okay to look at yourself naked, you yeah. know, to appreciate the body. Oh, okay. I think that's really, really important. And sometimes um, finding tools that you feel comfortable using yeah. okay. helps out. Yeah. And sometimes even um, reading books or, or understanding different positions or all that kind of stuff. So, you open your mind up to stuff, just like Amber is very open. The more you explore, the more you know, hey, I like this. And mm, no, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, so for some of us where we have partners who don't necessarily know how to explore, um, how can we help them there? Because uh, I'm speaking from a personal experience. I've been with mm-hmm. someone that it was like a complete 180 from what I've experienced prior to that individual. Right. So, you know, and, and one thing I've never really have to deal with was to teach a woman or to tell that person what to do. Up until like maybe recent years ago, I wasn't comfortable to tell a woman what to do with their own body when it comes to sex. But um, I started to get a little bit comfortable to learn, okay, it's okay that some women just don't know certain aspects of that. So what can we do? And it can go both ways too. What can we do to, uh, how do we navigate that conversation? Well, just start having a conversation, of course, you know, that, you know, I was maybe thinking we could do something different. Um, and if you've seen podcasts or books yeah, or read something, you know, say I was reading this, you want to check it out and see, see what you think about it. And then we can mm-hmm. come back and talk about it. So you kind of give them like 
a source or a resource for them to go look and on their own and then come back and see if they want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, if they're very, very close minded, they may not be the partner for you. Okay, yeah. I was and just gonna ask. I was just gonna ask that because that could be a barrier. You know, some people just feel like you're attacking them, mm -hmm. and and I know also it depends on how you deliver the message. Right. But no matter right. how you do it, sometimes some people just feel attacked and they they don't want to feel like you know. It, again, it's hard to tell a person about the home body, you know. So uh, right. yeah, so right, yeah, that's true. Right. So like you said, how you bring it to the table. So I wouldn't go say to a person, you know, you're just bad in bed. Because <laughs> oh, when no, you no. start off with you, yeah. yeah, it is really, yeah. But you could start off with, you know, I feel like something is missing or I feel like we can improve. Yeah. You know, and this is what I've been checking out. And you give them the information or to give them the resource. Hey, why don't you check it out? And then we can come back and talk about it. So it's not like attacking them. They get a chance to look at it, to review it, and to think about it. Um, if by chance they're like, well, you know, this is it. This is what I, I only do vanilla sex and this is it. This is all I want. I cannot do anymore. They may not be the right person for you. Dr. Brown, I just wanted to settle this, you know, for those who are still struggling with this, like, should sex be a deal breaker? Well, sex is something that God created in relationships, you know, and it is a very important part. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. It's not everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, it can be a deal breaker definitely in the beginning of a relationship, but it may not be a deal breaker if someone's been together 50, 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, true. you know, there 15 other million things. other things yeah, going yeah. on. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 So it just really kind of depends and also depends on, in all honesty, your value of sex. Mm, you know, okay. how high do you have that on your value list? Yeah, mm, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense because uh, I've had um, people who didn't necessarily have the same sex drive as me, and um, that was another struggle. What do you think about that? That was gonna be my question. Oh, you were about <laughs> like, to yeah. Ask I was that. just about to ask her that, like, <laughs> yeah. what if my sex drive is higher than the other person's? Yeah. And like, yes, yes. So what's interesting? The one thing that um, people don't realize when it comes to sex drive is sometimes it's also related a lot to stress. Some of us are very stressed, we have the brakes on for sex. We do not want to be touched. We just, you know, we just cannot deal with it. And 2020 was very stressful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, others, when they're stressed and they've got it so overwhelmed, they want more sex. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Yeah, they're like, That's, that explains it. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Brown, I answered my question. <laughs> yes, That's yes. True. So we have the accelerator and the brakes going on in a relationship. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, you need to know that and then having that discussion. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to intimacy and sex in a relationship, you really shouldn't just say like, if your partner wants to have sex, you just say, no, I just, I don't want it tonight. You really shouldn't do that because that sometimes leads to rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is very, very yeah. hard. Yeah. That's true. So some couples believe in not rejecting them rejecting their partners and others at, yeah. at all. I just, I'm not going to do it. But then there's another sense because people have other stuff going on is instead of, if you don't feel like it, just say, Hey honey, I can't tonight, but tomorrow, um, definitely we're going to do it. You say you give another time yeah. in a period that, that makes you feel comfortable. That's true. And before we go today, Dr. Brown, I wanted to um, ask this looking at present day culture, what are your opinions about, bringing a third person 
to the bedroom for couples. Okay. So it should never be used if you're already struggling in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're already struggling and maybe you guys have no sex life or whatever, and we're going to bring in a third party and maybe that'll help us. That is not going to work out at all. Okay. 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 So, so, so it should not be it should not be treated as a tool to fix fix a relationship. A session. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. so what right. is the okay. best so, time to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are all all good. Everything's working and all that kind of stuff. And you just want to explore. Remember, said sex is like um you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you just want to invite another person in to share in the love and um, thing that you have with your partner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes, but it's never to fix anything. That's a really good advice. Yeah. Um, and just to follow up on that, as a straight guy, whenever that conversation comes up, especially in my past, I only picture a second woman. I don't picture another mm-hmm. guy, right? So right. how does that conversation go? Because I've also met a woman that said, hey, yeah, I'm open to that. Um, if you if, if you bring another, another guy. guy. Yeah. And I was like, uh, hell no, like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so how do we, you know, what's the best solution to that? Because I, I kind of see where she's coming from and I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I want to be fair. So I know I would never be comfortable with another guy. So how do we go about okay. that? If we estab- if we've established that that's what we want to do, but unfortunately we want it in different ways. So how do we go about that? Right. It's about compromising. If she's okay with the third party, um, but you don't want a guy, then if you compromise on a girl and she's okay with the girl, that's fine. Okay. All right. So if I never compromise, yeah, yeah. if I never compromise, you know, by her having another guy, should I feel bad about that? When it's your value, you can't change a person's value system. Don't okay. try because then it leads into all this and that. Yeah. If that's how you truly feel. That's your value system. Yeah. Well, we can but also just forget not, about it. Yeah. But we can also just forget about it since we're not willing to compromise. Would that yeah. be okay too? Just we'll cross it out. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> do things. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, and Dr. I, Brown. And I was curious, are you okay with it if the guy um, isn't fully naked? Would that be? Um, no, I'm not comfortable at all. I'm not, I guess, I guess, um, I guess it's just a cultural thing or maybe the way, yeah. um, it's your values. It's yeah. Values. Your values, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it's always some, okay. and it's funny you said that cause somebody asked me a question the other day. He said, but how is it possible that men can watch porn and watch another guy having sex with a woman? But when it comes to that, they're not comfortable enough to have another man. And I know some people can do it. I, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if I can ever get there, you know, to that point. Right. So, um, and, and right. it's not, it's nothing to do with, having a phobia or anything like that. It's just, right, right. it's not my thing. I just think like right, it's going to take fine. away from my right. experience. Yeah. So right. yeah, that's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Before we go, I just wanted to point out that you can actually listen to Dr. Brown's podcast on, it's also available on Spotify and correct me if I'm wrong, it's bringing intimacy back. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Every time I listen to your episodes, Dr. Brown, I'm gonna I, I laugh, but I learn a lot. It's mind blowing. <laughs> it's mind blowing to know how deep these things go. So it's been such an honor having you today with us, and thank you so much for being on the Find True Podcast. Before we go, um, is there anything else you want to ask, Doctor Brown? 
No, Dr. Brown. You, Ellis like hit all my questions I was going to ask you. <laughs> so, no, ma'am. I just definitely appreciate you being yeah. here and clarifying and letting the world know. Now I know for sure that um, squirting is, is urine and <laughs> we can end these debates on everywhere. So... <laughs> Oh man! Now that I have that answer, man, I need. That to, is crazy. Now you got to rethink a whole lot of now stuff. Gotta, like. Now I got to rethink a lot because I thought I was just taking safe showers, you know. <laughs> 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 Doctor Brown, before we go, is there anything you want people I, to know about you or your show, or what can how can people reach you and what you do? Okay. Yes. Just to clarify, little P isn't going to hurt you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not All right. Thank you. Thank you for making me not feel too bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, yes, people can find me um, on my website, www.daphilbrown.com. Okay. Like he said, I have a podcast called Bringing Intimacy Back, which is about sexual intimacy, but also emotional, spiritual, and a variety of things. And if you're looking to just talk to someone, um, go and check me out. Um, I'm also on Facebook, and you can just search out Dr. April on Instagram and other social media and Twitter. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us today. And you can always reach us on the Find Truth Podcast at gmail.com and on social media is on Dev Truth. That is U-N-D-E-F-T-R-U-T-H. And we are available on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Brown, and you have a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah.